you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hey everyone, it's Brooke Riley here with Mike on a, I don't even know what to call it, Defeat Tuesday. Yep. Hey everybody, this is an emergency meeting of Cleveland Browns Anonymous, right Brooke? Yeah, much needed. Much needed. I was talking to a uh, good friend of mine, Bill Lawrence, who is from Pittsburgh, but spent a lot of time in Cleveland, so he has dual loyalties, but he definitely leans, you know, Pittsburgh. And uh, I told him uh, today, Brooke, I called him out in L.A. He watched the game. I said, I forgot how bad I could feel watching NFL football. (laughs) Chubb, Deshaun Watson, lost both my bets. The Lions, you know. Screwed the pooch because they're the Lions. So I'm out of the suicide pool. Pool Chubb's out of the uh, for the, uh, gone for the season. And, and a two million quarterback looks like a rookie. I think he's looking more like Russell Bustle Wilson. Hustle and bustle. <laughs> Hustle and bustle for the. With apologies to uh, Bill Simmons, sports guy. Uh, where do we, you know what, let me lead off, Brooke, because, uh, hi, I'm Mike Riley. I am a recovering Cleveland Browns fan. I'll start out with saying that. You know, I'm watching that game, and wh- I, I swear to God, Watson looked like a rookie. I mean, this is what a rookie does. Goes back, the first one's not open, starts moving his feet, looking to run, bailing out. I mean, that, that. That's a rookie quarterback. And then you compare that to the game last week when the 49ers rolled in and just stomped Pittsburgh, and you have Brock Purdy. All Brock Purdy is doing is hitting his if the first one, if the first read's not open, guess what he does? He dumps it off. But that ball's gone in three seconds. Meanwhile, Watson's just trying to run around, dropping the ball, fumbling. Grabbing face max. I mean, you could not have a worse game from a quarterback than what Watson did yesterday. And you compare that to a, uh, a second-year guy, Brock Purdy. Thoughts, Brooke? Well, I think in a way, I mean, Watson not playing for so long. I think that what he's going through is – completely normal the problem is when you give up that many first round picks and honestly honestly i really don't care about the money it's not my money but it's the picks when you give up a king's hall for that i'm sorry i'm expecting you to roll into pittsburgh on monday night and play like a 230 million dollar quarterback where we gave up three first round picks yeah yeah I, you know, I think the problem is, let's take a look at Watson and ask a, a fundamental question. Watson has, when he was with the Texans, was not a quarterback that was going to get them in the Super Bowl. 
I mean, think about when they did make the playoffs. They got they got they ended in the first round, I believe. They never made it to the uh to the AFC championship game. They got they got I remember they getting I remember they got beat by the Colts. Colts stopped. Well, Well, there was one game where they went to Kansas City and they racked up a bunch of points in the first half. I remember because I was at Tavco watching that game. It was a Saturday. And I remember the Chiefs came back. But hey, I I mean this goes look at Brooks. Brooke fans, this goes to Stefanski. And we're going to insert a clip right now from the Bill Parcell, Bill Parcells mic'd up on the sidelines, where he's talking to his quarterback. And I want you to listen to how he's talking to the quarterback. So go ahead, Melanie, insert that clip. Come on, Romo. You should have known pre-snap what to do there. Tony, set your feet, set your feet, and throw it. I don't like this. What's this? Come on. You got to get the ball out of your hands. Huh? You're going to get killed. Huh? They'd be licking their chops. You'd be like liverwurst on rye. Huh? A little pepperoni. They say, ooh, we got a little pepperoni back here. We can have for lunch. That's right. Got to get it out of your hand. Don't be waiting forever. Throw it out. Get it out of the... Throw it. I don't mean just sling. Get it out of bounds. Do anything with it. You got to have a mental clock in your head, Tony. Because the throwaway is a lot better than a minus play. Okay. Now, Stefanski needs to treat Watson like Parcells treated Testaverde or Parcells treated Phil Sims. I mean, really, if I had one question to ask Stefanski, I would say, why isn't your quarterback dumping it off after two and a half seconds? They're blitzing five, six people. They're they're blitzing all over the place. You know why? Because they're taking away that first look at him. And all he's doing is looking at Amari Cooper. I mean, he's not. He, I mean, he's not looking at Donovan Peoples Jones. He's not dumping it off to maybe one or twice to the Joku. I mean, who is calling these plays? Are the plays getting sent in, and Watson just decides I'm going to play hero ball? I'm going to run around and make it happen. Somebody has got to rein this guy in because at the end of the day, I Brooke, I really don't think it's rust here. I think the game has changed in two, three years. There's a lot more blitzing. There's a lot more short passes. Watson can't get away with the stuff he was doing four years ago when he was basically playing like he was back in college. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are – listening you know to some of my favorite sports radio stations you know where they're interviewing former players and listening to podcasts the one thing that all these ex-players say is you got to give Watson some time because having not played for that long the speed of the game when he's in there it's just so fast so for me what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give it maybe three more games, but I want to see 
improvement because a lot of these guys, these ex guys, they look after four or five games, you know, you should be, you should be comfortable in the pocket. You should, the speed should have slowed down. Uh, Hey, look, I think it was a tough spot. He played bad. You're going into Pittsburgh Monday night. You started off the game on the worst way possible. So as soon as that happened, I was like, there's bad mojo here. And then Chubb gets hurt. And then ironically, the Browns defense, they stepped up, you know, but yeah, I, you know, watching the fourth uh, quarter, I'm watching Watson step back four or five steps. I'm like, he's going to get crushed. Yeah. And of course, you know, sack, sack. It was just a nightmare. Okay, and look at Brooke. What Stefanski has to do, Stefanski has to treat Watson like a rookie quarterback. Okay, all right. Let's 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 allow for the fact that, uh, you know, Watson needs some games to knock the rust rust off. The game sped up. Fine, slow it down for him then. Okay. Well, I think. Pretend- and I don't I think, think they're doing that, that. Well, this leads to my next point. Nick Chubb is by far my favorite Browns. I hate to see him gone. I think he is, he, you know, if you could pick a player to describe what this team should be like, it's Nick Chubb. Keeps his head yeah. down. He's a beast. You know, he's no showboating when he scores a touchdown. But I have this weird feeling that, with this injury, it's going to make Stefanski realize I need to tweak my offense. I need to find a way to throw the ball more and smarter. So as right. bad as it is that Chubb is gone, it sucks. I have a feeling that this could lead to Watson really stepping up. Well, Watson's at a crossroads because he played the worst game of his career yesterday that was easily the worst game and i mean from what i'm hearing i didn't see post game but he was he was bringing it all on himself this was on me i played terribly he was throwing out a few choice curse words i played like shit you know i did this i did that i mean i'm hoping he's going to internalize it and not go the way of past browns quarterbacks like Derek anderson who blames everybody but themselves because this this was on Watson. I mean, losing is cool. Face mask penalties. I mean, this guy basically did everything he could to lose the game. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jerome Ford's against incredible. the worst, the worst possible team. Yeah. I mean, and they Monday put, night I mean, he, in Pittsburgh. Right. It was a perfect played, storm. Exactly. And they've been leaning on Chubb. Leaning on Chubb. I mean, Chubb won the game in the Bengals. Watson didn't win it. I mean, Chubb had, what, 125 yards or something? Yeah. I mean, he's he's – and they, they easily should have scored a couple of touchdowns. But – and there was some hiccups on the special teams. The guy not catching those punts and putting them on the four-yard line, the two-yard line. You know, field position was terrible. But, again, Watson needs to go back – to 101 quarterback 
And Stefanski needs to have some control. And this is what really worries me. Because we saw this two years ago with Baker, when Baker was imploding. And Baker, and you kept asking yourself, why is Stefanski letting Baker play when he's obviously hurt? Why isn't he getting Case Keenum in there? The Detroit game. He should have sat him down. They just barely beat the hapless Lions at home. And Baker's out there again. The Green Bay game. The Pittsburgh game. He was terrible. He was hurt. He was limping. And Stefanski kept saying to him, to everybody, he gives us the best chance to win. Even though Case Keenum was basically undefeated every time he started. And he did his Brock Purdy impression. But Stefanski did nothing. And that's what I'm worrying about with Watson. Is he going to let Watson figure it out on his own? Or is he going to be an actual head coach and take charge? Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics. For all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216 216- 371-8160 and leave a message and guess what we'll call you back and that is what really worries me we know we got Jim Schwartz now on the defense we got Ventrone who's going to make the changes but now I'm worried about the offense because Stefanski just seems again typical offensive coordinator who makes the rise to head coach who reaches his level of incompetence who does not know how to manage players and that's what part made Parcells a great coach Lombardi a great coach I mean these uh Coughlin a great coach Sean Payton they manage players so this is as much you know and if this 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 implodes and Watson that he can't rein him in and put him into a controlled. Oh, it'll be a nightmare. It'll be a nightmare. And Stefanski should go. And I, I don't think it's any surprise that you've got two coaches in, in the wings, Schwartz and Bubba Ventrone. Bubba yeah. Ventrone could be what uh, the, you know, uh, what's his name? The, Pit, the Pittsburgh. No, not Tomlin. Um, the guy before Tomlin who's now a oh. CBS analyst. Bill Cower. Bill Cower. Cower was a legendary special teams coach. And he got plucked from the hapless Browns, the Art Modell Browns, by the Pittsburgh organization. I mean, people forget Cower was a special teams coach for the Browns. And they put him in charge, and he was wonderful because special teams coaches have, they have to take 
castaways, guys that are on the practice team, they have to make these players better. Offensive coordinators, they they tend to rely on their schemes, not on motivation. So, I mean, this this upcoming game against the Titans at home, we better yeah. see a whole different version of Watson. Your thoughts, Brooke? Yeah, I need to see major improvements from Watson and Stefanski. I mean, you got two, what, you got the Titans, then the Ravens. Yeah. And then I think the Niners. We got the Niners coming in. I know we got well, I th- we got a big drop off from Chubb, but I don't think the drop off is that bad with Ford. He looked he looked impressive last night. Got Titans, Ravens, bye week, then the Niners. Yeah, well, good. We got a bye week for the Niners, and we're playing at home, right? Well, listen. Brooke, we got yeah, a defense. They're all at home. Let's, you know, the, the only bright sunshine here was the defense. We got a defense yeah. that's going to keep us in the game. And, you know, the irony of it is, wouldn't you want to have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback in that Pittsburgh game? A guy who would manage the game like Brock Purdy. Not going to do dumb shit. Not going to hold the ball too long. Going to get it out. I mean, that's what killed us last year. Was the well, you got three? Yeah, you got three great tests for Watson. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's playing the Titans. You know, Titans got a good D, but they're it's going to be a home game, and we better we bet we better see a whole different version of Watson. Yeah, that's for and, sure. You know, and somebody's got to ask the fundamental question: Why are you letting this guy hold the ball longer? Come on, Mary Kay. Come on. Uh, Tony Grossi, all these people. Well, somebody asked Stefanski the question, why are you letting this guy, why are you allowing this guy not to check down? Why aren't you getting in his ear when he comes off the sidelines, when he's running around? I don't think, honestly, that's that's not Stefanski's, that's not, that's not his method. And I don't think it's right. I think Stefanski is... Like you said, he's a great offensive uh, coordinator. He seems to be very well organized. But who knows? I mean, I think you're right. I think there's a reason they hired Bubba Ventrone and Jim Schwartz. There's too much talent on this team to waste another season. And I'm sorry, there's too much talent on this team for Watson to play like this well i hate to say this brooke but the way watson is running around throwing his body out there trying to be a hero this guy could get hurt we could be looking at dtr stepping in a brock purdy well never know all i'll say i'm not wishing that on Watson. oh yeah i know but you know i was thinking last night after the game ended my gut for the Browns at the start of the season so far has always been right. When it was Freddie Kitchens getting hired, everyone was jazzed up. Oh, here's this hot shot Southern guy, you know, took Baker. And I said, nah, I got this weird feeling that he's just going to be way too over his, over his skis. Yeah. And then the one year when they got Odell, 
I was like, yeah, but he's always injured. He's kind of a drama queen. And that happened yeah. with the Baker, his last year, you know, it was like, I think he's lost the team and the locker room with the Odell thing. Well, that happened. My gut feeling the start of the season, and I know I said this in the podcast, was I don't know if Watson is ready, and I don't know if Stefanski is the right head coach. And so far, granted, it's one game. I'm not jumping off a bridge here. It's one game, but yeah, I just got this feeling that it's just, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't doesn't feel right and that's why it's great you got three great games you got the titans you got the ravens the niners yeah and if our defense can get some turnovers and watson can quit being a hero and start managing the game i mean i'm you know what when i'm watching the pittsburgh game i'm recalling all the times the tom brady and the, and the Patriots played Pittsburgh. They owned Pittsburgh. And if you remember a lot of those games that Brady played, it was nothing but dump-offs. Tight end, back coming out of the backfield. Very rarely did you do a 20-yard pass. And it was dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. It, going back to Brady's first Super Bowl, when he, I mean, he just eats up. The prevent defense. Well, even the first and, drive of the game last year or last night, it was the same thing. Short pass here, short pass here, chub run, short pass here, short run, you know. Yeah. And that's that how Baker seemed to beat. work. They got to the freaking 20-yard line, you know, and then they got that stupid holding call, which I was like, all right, well. And then Watson gets sacked, you know. Watson tries to heave it in. I mean, you know, here's the other thing. Some of those deep throws, where is he throwing to? There's nobody there. It's not like one-on-one. -on -one. And again, I think that's the issue with Watson. Somebody's got to sit him down, put the training wheels back on, and tell him not to win the game on his own. Okay? And, it kind of, you know, I remember thinking to myself, Watson paying for these guys to go to the Caribbean or whatever on his own dime so they could have bonding. Reminds me of what Baker did. Baker would have these little off-season workouts with his receivers. You know what? There's one coach. There's one coach. That's the head coach. Not these little side gigs, this bonding bullshit. Because at the end of the day, the head coach has got to set the tone. And you just don't feel Stefanski like you felt Parcells. Parcells, you knew he'd be out there. He'd say stuff like, you know what? We really stunk this up. You didn't see Parcells says, this is on me. I got to coach better. Yeah, he would, he, would, he would take some responsibility, but he spread it around. It's a team game. Here you got Stefanski, St. Kevin here. Doing his, this is on me. This is on me. If it's on you and you keep screwing it up, we got to get a new replacement, right? I said that last year or two years ago with Baker. 
when Baker kept screwing up and Stefanski did nothing. I know I'm sounding repetitive, but at the end of the day, this is as much on Stefanski as it is on Watson. And sometimes you got to sit players down. I mean, really? If you get another game like what Watson did against Pittsburgh, running around, fumbling, you know, blowing up, having uh, personal fouls, face masking, pushing refs, does Stefanski have the, the balls to sit Watson down, replace him? Well, okay. what's that line? Past behavior is a, the greatest indicator of future events. So, no. right. Yeah, let's let's forget his his you know top his years when he was a top five quarterback. I mean, Houston did make the Super Bowls. All right, I think Watson has the potential, but Watson has to have a good coach to make him get him to reach his potential. And I can see above Ventrone coming in and immediately changing the tone in the locker room. This is what we're doing because Ventrone just seems a guy who is all about being a head coach. It's almost like you just see him, his 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 demeanor. He's just like reminds me of Bill Cower. And Marty Schottenheimer came up the same way. He stabilized the Browns before he reached his his limit. So, Brooke, we're going to do one after the Titans game. But thank you for hosting our Browns Anonymous meeting. Yeah, Final no thoughts? Uh, need to see improvement on Sunday. That's all I got to say. All right, folks. Well, go on YouTube. Listen to a few more Bill Parcells. You, you'll get a sense of what I'm ta- talking about. Meanwhile, we will uh, say a prayer and uh, – We'll pick it up next week, Brooke. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts, like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.